Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt mini podcast. And listen, I know I say this almost every time, but it's for real. I mean it. This is one of my all-time favorite, if not literally my all-time favorite podcast episodes I've done here. Um, Jenny came on and she's an Inner Circle member and she spoke about her long long time struggles with disordered eating and binge eating. And as you'll hear, she said she's never spoken about this with anyone before. She's never spoken about it with her family, her friends, a therapist. And finally, she wanted to open up about it now and talk about how she's been able to overcome her binge eating and overcome her disordered eating so that she can now have a healthier, happier relationship with food. It was a remarkable episode. I, I loved it so much that I actually gave her a free year in the inner circle at the very end of the episode. So please listen close. I hope you enjoy it. I'll talk to you soon. Jenny. Hello, Hello. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Great. How are you? I am delightful. Thank you for getting on the phone. I appreciate it. I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know it's taken a while to get on, but I'm wicked excited that you're here and that we can chat and shoot the shit. So, Jenny, uh, why don't you just like, I know you wrote an email, but sort of just to, to recap what you want to talk about, what you're struggling with, what you want help with, just give us some insight. Like, what what are you working through and how can I help? Cool. Uh, that email was a while ago, so I think I sort of over that <laughs> amazing okay perfect and now so I'm in this like new play <laughs> so you yeah. tell me you tell me what you want to chat about and and we chat about it this is your time cool so uh i think uh this podcast was mainly about like binging and like how i stopped and the, like what did i do basically <laughs> amazing talk to me so so what what did you do so um i grew up so um, just to be clear, I have never spoken about like what I'm going to say to anyone, not even my family. <laughs> well, so, thank like, you not for to any psychologist like that kind of like I didn't go through any therapy, any like doctor treatments like I did it on my own, basically. And with the inner circle. <laughs> Makes me super, super happy. And thank you for being open and going into this. I think uh it's one of the hardest things to do, but I, I've always found it's very rewarding and it feels amazing after. So I appreciate you being open and willing to do this. Seriously. Definitely. I'm ready. So, um, I grew up in, in Hong Kong, okay. uh, which like, uh, it's a place where I am, I was surrounded by people who is like below zero size. Like 90% of my friends are like, below zero size like they would be too big for zero size clothes so wow <laughs> i grew i grew up as a size uh, between six to eight which like isn't that big in america but like you can imagine i always felt like a giant among my friends <laughs> yeah yeah of course so like um, I think because I grew uh, I studied uh, in a girls' school for uh, during uh, junior and middle school high school so I think uh, my eating disorder started when I entered university where like boys <laughs> I, I was actually surrounded by boys okay that and makes then sense. like um, it started with some like 
unintentional tease like um I look so big among the girls and then I don't think my friends like really meant to hurt me but <laughs> like it hurt so um yeah like they I say things of... that like were innocuous they, they didn't even think about it when they said it but when they did it like it stung without them realizing yes like I think uh 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 at my lowest, I was like at a size four, which is like around 120 pounds, something like that. Well, which um, I basically like starved and like purged a lot. And then I did a lot of crazy stuff <laughs> to my body. <laughs> and, and just so you know, like, I know it can be super uncomfortable to talk about it. But I also want you to know. People, all other people go through it too, and and you talking about it and being open about it can help other people be open about it as well, and and to bring it yeah. to light. You know, I think that one of the amazing things that you're doing right now is you're being you're opening yourself up, being very vulnerable, and talking about things that you know you've never spoken about before. And I guarantee you, something will be encouraged through hearing this to also open up and talk about it. So I, I just you. want you to understand that, like. What you're like the nerves that you have talking about it. No one, no one is is judging you. The only thing that's going on is people are becoming more brave and courageous because of what you're doing. I hope so. Uh, so like um, I think for me, binging is a little bit different because like uh, for I think for most of the people, like they actually had like a little short moment like feeling good when they binge, uh, and then like the guilt came afterwards. But, like, for me, binging is always, like, a punishment. It's, like, uh, when I ate, like, a pack of cookie or just, like, one uh, piece of chocolate, I would felt, like, I would told myself that you don't deserve that. You are so fat. And then, because, like, purging isn't as easy as people imagined. <laughs> you, oh, I, I get you, it. You actually have to eat a large amount of food. <laughs> To be able to purge, at least for me. Yep. So that binging became like uh, after I ate a pack of cookie, I was so like I felt, I felt like so bad and so guilty. I actually ate like twenty more packs so that I could purge. Wow. So it's it is always a punishment. Like I I literally cried during every time I binge. Like I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> so it's um. It's like very, I was very sick. <laughs> yeah. Like, I still didn't know that, like, how I did it, but <laughs> it's a long process. Like, ev- every struggle, like, I did it, like, a bit, like, get well bit by bit, like, day by day. Like, it's so a how long did you, How did you start that process of, number one, realizing, like, hey, I need to change something, and then number two, like, how did you start? What steps did you take to start making the changes? Because, I mean, I gar- what you're saying right now is I guarantee you people are listening being like, like I struggle with the same thing or like I, I struggle with binge eating, I struggle with purging, and they don't know where to start. And not to say that, that your way is the only way, but I think just hearing what you did might really help people who are also struggling with it. So, so what, what were the first steps that you took? Definitely. I think the first, like, very first moment is, like, I saw one of your posts saying that, like, you can't fuck up. Yes. And, that makes me so And happy. then, like, 
and then I started to like binge on your post and then I, I saw like if you binge just like go back on track the next meal and then it's okay like just try to forgive yourself and then I listen to our podcast like the more you listen to that the more you can like put your mind in that mindset like <laughs> yeah you just well let me just ask you keep this. reading positive things well, the, the I'm so happy to be talking with you Jenny I really hope you know that I, I consider myself very lucky and blessed to be on the phone with you right now um I the the thing that you hear me say a lot in the inner circle and I say this a lot in general is you can't fuck up. And the fact that you brought that up first is very profound for me because it's, it's arguably the most important message that I deliberately try and discuss as often as possible. So what about that message? You can't fuck up. What about that helped you from the beginning? I think cause like um, I used to do a lot of those type of like 30 days diet and then like two weeks diet where like I literally ate only veggies and like yogurt and then like nothing else and then just like just to lose like five pounds or something like that and then I would go back on track like go back on like eating unhealthy food something like that so that kind of restrictive like behavior like actually that's why I haven't seen any progress in years and then so after reading your post I decided like this time I'm gonna do it right do it slow Really amazing <laughs> amazing like, i'm not even like uh i just finished the for um 90 days like unicorn strong challenge yeah good yeah and then like my my goal isn't even like getting stronger or getting leaner it's just to stop binging and i did I it fucking like, love you I jenny i love you i fucking i just want you to know i love you that is amazing keep going Thank you. Like I, I did. I, I think I haven't been binging like for a month already. Like, wow! <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I. It's like it's not that I didn't eat any like cheat food. Like, cause I have this two week period where I literally sleep like three hours a day, like for school finals. Yeah. I did treat myself with pastries and chocolate and that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. But like it's not binging. It's like moderation. Like, <laughs> and, and and you didn't you didn't purge after? No, no, no. I enjoyed every bit. Like that I is <laughs> literally I am getting chills. I'm so happy. You're gonna make me cry. That is like that I'm so happy because that's that's the point of all of this to be able to enjoy this stuff without hating yourself without thinking you did anything bad because you didn't do anything definitely bad. that's it and, and like i i know that i am not losing any weight like during that period but it's like okay i chose to like enjoy myself instead of stressing myself more and then i like i made the choice and then, then i'm okay with it like <laughs> you are you i Jenny, to say that you might be saving lives talking about this right now is not an understatement. Um, I think that what you're saying is so important and so profound and so deeply, deeply rooted in a lot of people. It's 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 importance cannot be understated. Um, I think what's really important to remember the thing that you brought up about in terms of being okay with not losing weight. I think in the same way, a lot of people go to the gym, right? And if, if they don't get, if they don't put more weight on the bar, if they don't lift more weight, they feel like 
they're not making progress. I think a lot of people will make that same association with, with fitness. Like if I'm not losing weight, then I'm not making progress, but you are the perfect example of someone you, you said, listen, my focus right now, I'm sleeping maybe three hours a night focusing on school. My focus right now is not to lose weight. I need to get everything in check with school. I need to have a healthy relationship with food and I'm not going to lose weight over this time period. And that's okay. Yeah, definitely. That's like, once you forgave yourself, like you like allow yourself to not make progress, like focus on your life and then like time just pass by. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And you're right. And once you forgive yourself, And once you treat yourself like you would treat your friend, and once you treat yourself like you should treat yourself, you allow yourself to do what's right and best for yourself. And when we all go through periods of high stress and busy and little sleep, I literally just spent three years with Gary. And for about two and a half of those years, I let my fitness go by the wayside deliberately by choice. I said, this isn't my time to be focusing on my fitness. And it's okay. I forgive myself. And because I forgive myself, I'm allowing myself now to get back on track. I've been more consistent with my workouts the last four months than I was for the last three years. And I feel amazing. And that's because I was able, I didn't dwell on what I didn't do. I'm focusing now on what I can do. And that's exactly what you're doing. You are, you are speaking in such profound terms that I, I don't even know if you fully understand how incredible what you did is and how, how amazing what you're saying actually is. Like you're, you're tremendous to say the least. That's why I relate it. I relate so much with your latest YouTube video. Cause like I made it like by working and going to school and then like not binging, like just like you push it through and then you look back, like you did sacrifice something, but like, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, you, you still get that fulfillment by pushing through. <laughs> it's true. It's really, really true. So, I mean, is is there anything about anything else that you would like to say on that topic, Jenny? Anything, whether it's to anyone listening or about yourself, like anything else that you want to really make sure that people know about if maybe someone else is struggling with binge eating, maybe someone else is struggling with purging. What do you say to them? Like someone who's struggling with it right now listening and they're saying, wow. I, I don't know if I could ever get to the point where Jenny is. Like, what do you tell that person? I think uh, I made, a, a, like, um, there's some points I would like to share, like, uh, some tips I did. Um, so, like, the first thing I did is, like, I told myself I would eliminate one habit per week. So, like, uh, it's first thing I started. Like, it doesn't even need to be, like, uh, this week without sugar, like, nothing that big. It's it's small like uh uh this week i would change like my daily mocha to maybe like daily iced coffee something like that like really small change and per week like that week is just one change that's it i love that because i'm taking it like really slow and then i will um just like slowly reducing the amount of uh maybe um maybe cut a little bit amount of carbs or like uh, cut less sugar or because like during I first started that um, I kind of like go on deficit that um, the binging urge made me like I kind of need to snack daily yep like because it's just like it's hard to like change your food like intake habit and then 
I would like slowly change into maybe like uh, I would stack like bar of chocolate like two days, um, once per two days, and then like three days, four days, like slowly changing the habits. And it's like if you take it slow, it's kind of feel like nothing. You just like make a tiny little bit of change, and then when you realize you made once per week, and then when you look back the month, you actually like eliminated four habits. So that. And then, because you you have been doing it for so long, you kind of like stick to it. That's like, exactly it's right. It's hard to go back into. If you cut everything at once, like you would fail. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, no one can do it. It's and you're not only are you right, just from like practical experience, but the research clearly shows like people try and change everything all at once are radically less likely to succeed it's slower steadier change and i think you're hitting the nail on the head on all of it people they tend to want to go for the the seven day the 30 day like the quick fix like let me just do eliminate everything and and i'll fix it really really quickly but because you were like hey i'm gonna do this very slowly like i'm gonna do this very slowly you're like i'm gonna make one change a week like rather than having the mocha i'm gonna have a nice coffee that's it that's literally the only change for this week and you are okay with knowing it's going to be slow. It's going to be very slow. It might even seem like it's not working, but this is exactly what I call goal stacking. I've spoken about it in the inner circle a bunch in which you do, you focus on one thing for one period of time. And then let's say you only have, let's say you, you do one thing for three months, just only one thing for three months. And you do that throughout the year, then you're going to have four things that you improved on over that year four different goals you'll have reached over the course of the year. And then at the end of four years, now you've had 16 different things over four years. And people are like, wow, like that's a fuck ton. But most people, they want to do everything within a week or 21 days or whatever it is. So the fact that you willingly and deliberately and consciously took it slow one thing at a time, maybe like looking in day to day, it might not have changed things very much. But at the end of a month, at the end of six months, at the end of a year, you've changed everything. Yeah, and just like don't compare. Like some people can do it if they have like a strong and healthy mindset. But like if you are struggling with eating disorder, like just don't compare with people's progress. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> like, you're so right yeah. on that front. And like um, the second thing is like um, you have to try the counting calorie thing. Uh, it was bad for me. Like um, to be honest, like uh, I did binge like. Uh, I did binge during that process. Like I think I tried it for a month, and then like I did binge like once or two per week. Like I didn't purge, but I did binge. But like, um, you need to try it because during that month, like you learn everything about like now I see an egg, I know how much calorie it is. Yeah. And then like, and then you like I see um everything, and then I know like approximately how that like yes. that is. You are then, making me so happy right now. Keep going. Yes. And then, like, um, I think I did, I, uh, like, stick to it to a point where um, I was binging on, like, really weird stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was eating, like, 12 cheesesteaks or, like, like 10, lo- 10 diet bread and <laughs> something like that. But that, like, that's when I noticed that I, I should probably stop <laughs> and then try that intuitive eating thing. <laughs> yeah. Jenny, but like, let me ask you uh, this. Without that knowledge, I could never do intuitive eating. You just answered <laughs> my question before I asked it. You're amazing. I fucking love you. You 
you you are you're incredible. I hope you know that. You are literally incredible in every way, shape, and form. And you are the perfect example of you can't intuitively eat if you don't know how much is in a certain food. And you're the prime example of listen, you don't calorie counting doesn't have to be something that you always do. But by doing it for 30 days, you gave yourself the knowledge that allowed you to then intuitively eat. You, yeah, like you, you are, you are amazing. I can't say this enough. You are amazing, Jenny. Like really your objectivity and your, your ability to view yourself and your actions from an unbiased perspective. It is remarkable. You are truly an outstanding individual. Thank you. And then like, and then the most important part is like, like after you binge, like don't quit. Like, fuck yeah. I love you. uh, Yeah. Like take it and then like, just like, go back another meal just like stick to the meal plan, meal plan. and then because like now i learned so much that like i would switch my like snack from dark chocolate to maybe um like daily amount of cheese or ham like i know how to go for like high protein snacks and then i know like um i would do like uh high protein uh yogurt instead of like plain yogurt like i know all this stuff because i try to count calories because I want to hit the amount of protein in a calorie deficit so that like for now I'm doing like intuitive eating when I like feel like I need a snack I know where to go like I know what to get you know what to choose because you've you've done the work you've calorie counted yeah you know how much like, protein you remember the knowledge like you know what like this contains how much protein like how much calories and then like you can just go for it like without thinking a lot about it the way I like to frame it, you're so right, is if you haven't counted calories or, or tracked protein at all, you're eating sort of like you're at a dinner table with a blindfold on. You're sort of just picking random yeah. things and putting them in your mouth. Once you track calories and protein, even just for 30 days, you take the blindfold off. Now you can see things for what they are, and you can choose based on your preference. You can choose based on what you might need to help optimize your goals. You can choose based on how hungry – you can choose based on the knowledge rather than just sort of going in blind and just picking random things up. It's And you are – I can't say this enough. It's going to sound ridiculous at this point. I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm repeating myself, but you are – you embody everything. Literally, you embody everything that I would like people to learn in terms of healthy mindset with food, in terms of intuitive eating, in terms of patience, in terms of understanding that maintenance is progress. You, you, everything you're saying, this is like the most dense podcast I've ever done. The most <laughs> knowledge-based, emotion-based, uh, psychology-based, like everything that you've said in this such brief amount of time I like I swear this podcast is going to help thousands of people and I'm thank so you. blessed to have you on Jenny and and thank you for being honest and thank you for being vulnerable and thank you for speaking about something you've never spoken about because you are literally and I say this not lightly you are literally saving lives by talking about this and having this conversation uh talking about uh, speaking about that like um there's like the last point i really want anyone who is hearing this or like every member in the inner circle try i was inspired by another inner circle member jessica yeah like um she's 
started to post her like amazing meal preps on the inner circle. Yeah. And then like when I saw that they looked so fucking delicious <laughs> and then cuz like I wasn't a person who like I never eat overnight food. <laughs> I have this like crazy Chinese like uh tradition where like we never eat overnight food, but like after seeing her post like how come she prep like five days and they still look amazing. <laughs> and then I decided to like give it a try and then like at first it was like the first time I did it I almost burned my kitchen and then like everything I <laughs> I like I I I I triggered my smoke detector like whatever. <laughs> Because it's hard to cook like for five days at once, like. But like, you you still like after you did it for the first time, the second time is easier. Like you you need to do it for the first time, and then like I I became better and better at like controlling the amount, the time, and then like you just have to like keep doing it, and then it is a lot like a lifesaver because whenever like you notice that you still have food at home it just stops you from buying dinner outside yeah no matter like how hungry you are you can just go back home and, and like reheat that and then just you don't like w- you wouldn't go to the fast food joint at yes. all yes you have it you have it it's there for you it's already ready made and i think you you what what you do very well jenny is you're very realistic you're very pragmatic about all this you're like listen it it's a lot the first time you do it it's going to be difficult. You're like, I almost burned my kitchen down the first time I did. <laughs> and, but, and you, you don't hide anything. I think a lot of people, they try and make it sound like, Oh yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like, no, the first time you meal prep, it's very challenging. It really is. Yeah, but definitely. it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it because once you get it, like any skill, there's a learning curve to any skill. And if everyone just didn't learn anything because they were scared of the learning curve, then we would all be beginners. We would all be novices. We, none of us would be exceed at any, succeed at anything because we're too scared to push through that difficult time period. But because you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. Not, not, and I think you even had it harder from the perspective of it's not only going against like something that's actually difficult, but it's going against what your culture, what you've been brought up with. It's like that's a you overcame a lot to get to this point and you've earned every ounce of success mentally physically emotionally uh i think that you you could not have articulated yourself any better and i think that everything that you're saying is is going to help so many people on a very deep deep emotional level i'm just so happy and and blessed that you came on and, and spoke about this I think the reason why I didn't start meal prepping like from the very beginning is like I always go on Instagram seeing people's meal prep. It's like so colorful. I have like five types of food like at one meal box. And then like um, when I start like, okay, I'm going to try it today. And then when I like, I want to like copy that person. I want to make his meal, like, meal, pe- meal prep box. But like it's so hard because it's, I think they spend like three hours and then <laughs> to, to just to make it Instagrammable. But like in real life, it doesn't look that good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love yeah, that so just, much. Sometimes you just like, uh, it's chicken breasts and veggies. Like It doesn't, and it doesn't look that like, good. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like, picture worthy, but it tastes great yeah. and, it, and it fits yeah. your macros and it's fantastic. Yeah. And then it's like the daily stuff is like, not on the Instagram daily stuff. It's like what makes the change. <laughs> wow. That, I think what you just said was that. very deep. I think you almost just glossed over something that is incredibly profound. Like, 
Can you say that one more time, what you just said? I think, like, it's not the stuff that is not on Instagram. It's, like, the daily stuff you do. It's what makes the change. I fucking love you. I If I could <laughs> give you a big hug right now, I would give yeah. you the biggest hug. It's It's not about what you put on Instagram. It's what you do every day. It's the stuff behind the scenes. It's the little things. It's the boring things. It's the tedious things. It's the difficult things. It's the annoying things. It's the hard things. It's the things things. It's the things that really fucking take time and effort and dedication and the things that people aren't willing to put on Instagram because it's really fucking hard and it's impossible to make it look sexy even with a filter because it's fucking tough. But it's doing those things every day that make you succeed long term. Definitely. And then like... The mental health is what matters to me most. I I'm I have chills running down my spine constantly. Jenny, I, I wish there was a way. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you um, a free month in the inner circle for because wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. No, seriously, I'm um, I'm just I, I, actually, Jenny, I'm going to give you a full year in the inner circle for free. I am. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna give you a full year. Like I can't begin. Like I mean it. When I say this conversation is going to save lives, this isn't. I'm not saying that for shits and giggles. I'm saying that because I mean it. You being open and honest and vulnerable with me in this way, you talking about this, literally will save lives and uh, bringing more um, awareness to this topic and more discussion, making it more verbal, helping people feel like it's okay to talk about it, not to mention all the incredibly practical and applicable tips that you provided. I, I'm, I, I'm speechless. So all I can say is thank you, and I'm giving you a free year in the inner circle. You are... Oh, my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I'm, I'm beyond happy that you came on. Is there anything that you want to end this with that anyone listening can... Um, uh, can any, I mean, I think you, everything you already said is magic, literally. But is there anything else that you want to end with before we say goodbye? I did have like a two simple question for you. Okay, let's do like, it. Like, um, I saw like your progress photos, they are amazing. Thank <laughs> like, you, thank you, you so much. That 90 day fat loss challenge. Uh, I was wondering, um, because like I noticed the change, like especially around like the abs area. Yep. So like that kind of like now I'm over. I overcame binging. Like that's the way I'm gonna go for. Like I wanna try to have abs. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I love it. Like I was gonna wondering, like, um, did you like did extra ab workout or did you just like stick to like? basically upper body and lower body during your 90 days challenge okay so this is a really good question and i actually i tweeted about it recently i think that training abs is a very important part of muscular development in your abs your abs are a muscle just like your biceps just like your hamstrings just like your quads your abs are are muscle and to really bring out more ab definition yes ab training is important now we have to talk about the type of ab training and how you're ab training but i also really want to make it clear Abs will only show if you are lean enough for them to show, right? So that's really important. So a lot of people will train abs but not change their diet. And I know that's not you. I'm just saying for anybody listening, um, the only way your abs will show is if you're lean enough. So if you're not changing your nutrition, then you can train abs all you want and it won't do anything. So I think a lot of people make a mistake with ab training and they do like these seven minute ab routines or these like really long, really high rep. I've been there. It's all, we've all been there. I used to do that, but abs, you train it like any other muscle. So basically 
I like to do abs between two to four times a week. So really I would save it for the end of my workout. I don't do them before at the beginning because that would fatigue them before I do heavy strength work. I don't want to fatigue my abs before I squat or deadlift or anything like that. So at the end of my workout, I would incorporate reverse crunches, cable ab pull downs. Um, I would do uh, leg raises, uh, pull off presses, things that, but and, and between like the eight to 12 repetition range is plenty, but eight to 12 reps, of by the time you get to eight, nine, 10, 11, like it's hard. It's very difficult. So you yeah, want to strengthen them. A lot of people are like, I'm going to do 70 repetitions, a hundred repetitions. It's like, no, no, no. Just because <laughs> you're feeling the burn doesn't mean you're actually strengthening it. You should, it should be difficult oh. in eight to 12. So three to five sets, two to four days three a week five. is plenty. Cool. Gonna try that out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so after I finished the Unicorn Strong Challenge, um, I was looking at, like, I was wondering which direction should I go, like, go to the, like, the month edition or do the metabolic meltdown? Like, which one do you recommend? I, I, I would say the monthly editions. Every, so every okay. month we get a new program. I would do that. The metabolic meltdown is a program that I, I, I love. It's a very interesting program. It's a daily workout program. Um, that program I would do if you're ever in a phase in your life in which you don't want to go to the gym or you don't have a lot of time to go to the gym and you just want to do something every day to keep the habit of training, um, but you don't have a lot of equipment or you don't want to be in the gym for a long time or you literally just want to work out at home. That's something that's quick, effective workouts wherever you have, whatever equipment you have, and you do it every day. But the monthly workouts are if you – have access to a gym if you have all the access to the stuff and you want to spend more time and really take your your fitness to an, a very high level i would do the monthly workouts for sure cool yeah i'm so excited to try it out like i see all members like being hyped about like this month's edition <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm gonna... yeah the the one we just put out is uh it's called the squat supremacy program and this is uh it's a really fun program because within each workout, there's a challenge within each workout. So you have the actual workout, but I also included uh, individual challenges that are almost like motivating to really give it more effort and to see your progress week to week. So I th- if you wanted to try squat supremacy, I think you'd really like that. Cool. I will. Thank you. And Jenny, number one, I, congratulations. You get a, a free year in the inner circle. Um, uh, and number two, I know I've said this a million times. I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much for being strong enough and, and open enough and vulnerable enough and courageous enough to come on and speak with me so openly and candidly. I think that what you just did is what many people would aspire to do in their life. And I, I again, am not saying this lightly when I say you have literally saved lives and I cannot wait to publish this. And, and thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, you are an extraordinary, extraordinary young woman. And I consider myself very lucky and blessed to have you in my life. Thank you. You know, like you are the best like therapy or like every, you should charge like 10 times more. Because <laughs> like people like when they found you, like you don't need therapy. <laughs> they need to go to their like strings or anything. <laughs> you just save them tons of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're amazing. Thank yeah. you, Jenny. Anything you need, please Thank you. let me know and I will I'll be talking to you very soon, okay? Okay. Bye. Have a good night.